Today's food for the journey will be a classic reflection of today's readings. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to Food for the Journey. Today we take a look at the first reading, which is from the book of Kings, chapter 11, verses 4 to 13. When Solomon was old, his wives had turned his heart to strange gods, and his heart was not entirely with the Lord his God, as the heart of his father David had been. By adoring Astarte, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Milcom, the idol of the Ammonites, Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not follow him unreservedly as his father David had done. Solomon then built a high place to Chemosh, the idol of Moab, and to Molech, the idol of the Ammonites, on the hill opposite Jerusalem. He did the same for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. The Lord, therefore, became angry with Solomon because his heart was turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. For though the Lord had forbidden him this very act of following strange gods, Solomon had not obeyed him. So the Lord said to Solomon, Since this is what you want, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes which I enjoined on you, I will deprive you of the kingdom and give it to your servant. I will not do this during your lifetime, however, for the sake of your father David. It is your son whom I will deprive. Nor will I take away the whole kingdom. I will leave your son one tribe for the sake of my servant David and of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Brothers and sisters, turning to false gods. That's what Solomon did. He turned to others. God was not enough. What God had done for him was not enough. He he turned to this God who would do this and this God who would do that and the other thing. Brothers and sisters, he lost everything because of what he did. Ultimately, how many times do we turn away to false gods? Money, pleasure, power, whatever the case may be. How many times do we worship those kinds of gods and not the God and Father of our lives who wishes us to be with him for all eternity? Sometimes we make what I simply call some very stupid choices. Or we get, oh, well, I'm going to do this and it really won't matter. And one thing leads us to another, to another and to another until we're far away from the Lord. It can happen to any one of us. Therefore, we daily want to ask the Lord, defend me, stand with me, protect me. As you do that, just a simple sentence, but ask him genuinely, deliver me, save me, protect me. He will. But Solomon did not do that. He was such a wise man, and then that just took over him. And he just thought of himself as so good that he could do whatever he wanted. And pride goes before the fall. And it certainly did for him. Psalm 106 tells us, Remember us, O Lord, as you favor your people. Blessed are they who observe what is right, who do always what is just. 
we can't say that in absolutely everything we do what's right and we do what's just. We're imperfect. We're bound to make mistakes. But do we acknowledge them and repent for them? Blessed are they who observe what is right. Take it one day at a time. Who do always what is just. Remember us, O Lord, as you favor your people. Visit us with your saving help. But they mingled with the nations. They learned their works. They served their idols, which became a snare for them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. And the Lord grew angry with his people and abhorred his inheritance. Brothers and sisters, let us not do that. The Lord, the heaven and earth, the God of all of us. Let's not turn from him. Turn back to him. However you've been caught off course, even today, even as you may be listening to this program, stop. Turn back to the Lord or come closer to the Lord and ask, Lord, that you may do his will. I pray that prayer many times a day. Lord, may I do your will today. It always triggers something in me when I be deviating off the course, even the slightest bit. It's like I get a godly nudge. (laughs) God is good. God is faithful. And God will forgive. Don't think, oh, I've gone too far. I'm too bad. No. Turn now to the Lord. Ask his forgiveness and seek to follow him. Remember us, O Lord, says Psalm 106, as you favor your people. Blessed are they who observe what is right, who do always what is just. Remember us, O Lord, as you favor your people. Visit us with your saving help. But they mingled with the nations and learned their works. They served their idols, which became a snare for them. Listen to this again and again and again. Take Psalm 106. Make it your own. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. And you say, oh, I would never do that. But if you open the doors to more worldly things to your children than is right for them or good for them. That's what you're doing. You're making the gods of this earth more important to them than the God of heaven. And you say, oh, it's just a little thing. But you know how it is. Little things lead to a little more and a little more. The Lord grew angry with his people and abhorred his inheritance. We don't want to be abhorred by God. We want to learn from our ancestors. We want to seek to do what is right. And then we have the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 to 30. Jesus went to the district of Tyre, and he entered a house and wanted no one to know about it, but he could not escape notice. Soon a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. She came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to drive the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. This woman was a Syrophoenician, but she was begging for her daughter. And she replied and she said to him, listen to this humility, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps. And then he said to her, for saying this, 
you may go. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when the woman went home, she found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. So here was a sinner who was desperate for her child. And God heard her. And she repented. And she came and drew near to the Lord. When she got home, she found the child lying in bed and the demon was gone. My goodness, brothers and sisters, what a blessing for us to know that we can come to our God and that he will help us. O Lord, our God, who once established these created things to sustain us in our frailty, grant, we pray, that they may become for us now the sacrament of eternal life. That's what we're praying for. We receive the sacrament of reconciliation. We receive communion as often as we possibly can. It strengthens us. It helps us. It's not just a it's not just some kind of an action we're doing that, oh God must like us for this. God is giving us Himself. And in giving us Himself, He opens us to receive Him. And He begins to shape my thoughts. Do you know I've had that experience over the years? And I didn't realize it right away because sometimes I would say something and I'd say, where did that come from? I mean, it's a really good idea. Where did that come from? And I know you can have miscellaneous things come through your head at times, but it's been so a number of times for me. And so I know it might come through another person. It might come through the radio. It might come through the computer. God has ample ways of reaching us. But if you genuinely go to him and ask him for wisdom and insight, he will do it for you. I don't know how he'll do it, but he will do it for you. So trust him. Draw near to him. Keep your souls cleansed from all sin. Keep your souls as clean as they can be in his sight. Because he gives us the grace for that. We can't do it. But he gives us the grace. And so we come to him humbly and ask forgiveness. We go to the sacrament of reconciliation and ask forgiveness when that is appropriate. And it's important, brothers and sisters, if we want our minds to be clear, if we want our minds to function as God wants them to function, if we draw nearer and nearer to the Lord. Raisa Maritan she was born in Russia. She was a convert to Catholicism, and she was the wife of Jacques Maritain. And Raisa said this. This was a, She called it the beggar's prayer. And I just want to leave this with you. You are truth. You are sincerity. May all that is within me, good and evil, lie and error, what I know and do not know, pray, beseech, cry to you. If I seek to know me, I lose myself in thought. It is you who alone know my real name. Whether I am deserving of love, may your pity rescue us through grace. There it is. It's all the grace of God. You who work in us both to will and to act. You who from a stone can fashion children of Abraham. Purify, illuminate my soul that it escaped the power of nothingness. I've really been struck by this because we can think, oh, I'm nothing. 
I'm unimportant. God knows you. God knows you. Every detail of your life, he knows you. He knows when you come to him and ask for forgiveness because he forgives. He knows you. He knows you as well as a very good father, even better than a good friend knows you because he knows your motives. He knows your thoughts, your actions. He loves you. That's the important thing. He loves you and he will forgive you no matter what you've done in life. He will forgive you if you turn to him in repentance and ask him to forgive you. He will strengthen you. He will help you. You know, I had a I had a situation where there was someone who just, I don't know, do you ever have that kind of feeling where someone just kind of rankles you and makes you irritated and annoyed? And I, I found myself in a situation, a number of situations where I encountered that person. And I thought to myself, this is not how God would relate to that person. This is me. My, my ego is being attacked. So I, try, I stepped back and I just tried to avoid that person for a few days so I could get my head on straight. And I just, I began to see her as God sees her. And she's a soul that's precious in his eyes. And no matter how irritated I might be at times, she is precious to him. And I have no right no right to judge, no right to distance myself, but actually to bring her the love and the peace of Christ as much as I can. And believe me, it changes things. May God give you that same grace and blessing. God bless you. Mercy is at the heart and the center of God's love for us. To help you encounter God's mercy, I want to offer you a free copy of my booklet, Captured by Mercy. To request your copy, call 1-800-282-4789 or go to our website, renewalministries.net slash ffj.